The ability to speak with confidence and present for impact is easily the most valuable skill you can have in today's world. When you can share your knowledge, you can facilitate change. And when you can facilitate change, well, you can change the world one conversation at a time. But most people think they can't speak articulately, confidently, or with impact. They get choked up by nerves, they lose their words, or that dreaded imposter syndrome shuts them down. Well, I'm happy to say that speaking is a skill that anyone can learn. Yes, even you. And that's exactly what this podcast is all about. My name is Kat Matson, and welcome to Speaking with Confidence. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of Speaking with Confidence with Kat Matson. And yes, that would be me. I'm Kat. It's lovely to have you here. How are you today? How's your week going? How's your day going? I hope you are kicking the goals that you want to be kicking, or at least you can see the progress that you're making. In today's episode, I'm talking with my business coach and mentor, good friend, an amazing and inspiring businesswoman, Laura Eckeslassie. Now, I'm going to ask Laura to introduce herself, so I'm not going to do that too much here now. But the reason I wanted to bring Laura into the Speaking with Confidence community is because she brings so much gold in how she thinks about business differently, really differently, in a gorgeously powerful, practical and grounded way. And even if you're not running your own business, even if you are a community leader or a leader in, a, in, in the public sector or in a corporate, you will still enjoy her insights into how to craft and create a life that you want, how to introduce yourself, even when you might wear multiple hats. She only wears five, just, just saying. And she's also got some beautiful, beautiful, beautiful advice um, for us around setting some goals for a new year. So settle in, don't sit back. You want to be leaning forward for this one and you want to be really leaning in, but lean into this conversation with Laura Eckeslassie. Laura, welcome. It is so awesome to have you on my show. Thank <laughs> you so for sad. having me here. Yay! <laughs> I love it when people say yes. I go, oh, cool, I get to have a groovy conversation with somebody I really like. So um, I'm so stoked that you're here. Now, I have just told people a little bit about you, but I think you telling us about yourself is far more powerful. <laughs> so, and I mean, you wear quite a few hats. I thought sure I wore do. hats, but you, <laughs> you wear a few hats. So tell us a little bit about yourself and all of the different hats that you wear. Sure. So I'm Laura and I'm actually a mum of two. First, introduce myself as the human. <laughs> two boys, three, nine years old. Um, I have multiple businesses that I run from, they're all similar in relation to it being in finance industry as such, but where I guess I, my gold <laughs> when it comes to running the multiple businesses is around working with people to better their lives mm. and it generally starts with money, but it's much more than that. And so the different hats that I wear depend on who I'm talking to. Or when I'm speaking to you, Kat, I'll just tell you all of them. <laughs> yes, please, please tell us all of them. Um, yeah, so I guess I'm the CEO of Profit First Professionals Australia and New Zealand. And my role there is to train other accountants, bookkeepers and coaches 
in that methodology and really support them to work with small business. So that's one hat. The other hat that I have is I'm co-director in a holistic financial firm, Think Big Financial Group. And my role in that is really the team culture and systems and helping with the consulting. And we have obviously bookkeeping and accounting and that sort of stuff. And we do it differently there, helping people to think bigger. But yeah, so that's my hat there. And then I've got a, another business where I am actually a silent partner in travel agency. Oh so my goodness. completely random because um, in another world, I used to be a travel agent and tour guide and all of those things. Uh, <laughs> and then I have my personal brand where Brooke and I, we really work closely with amazing business owners uh, to help them to really craft a business that serves them rather than them serving their business. So quite a few things going on. <laughs> <laughs> just just a few. Just a, a few. <laughs> oh, look, look, I mean, look, there are seven days in the week and I only heard four business hats and then there's right? the mum hat. So you've still got a couple of extra days, you know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so before... I jump into my next question, which is around how do you introduce yourself when you've got so many different hats? Mm -hmm. What's unpack for me that little thread that you just mentioned around really everything that you do is around helping people have the life that they want. Just pull that apart for me a little bit. Love that question. And I could be here all day to talk about it, but I guess in essence, there's a lot of shooting all over the place in this world around, you know, the business needs to look like this. You, you need to use this strategy. It has to fit this box. It works for that person. Yes, you need to work hard or you might hear buzz things like work smarter, not harder. But what does that actually mean to you? And all of those things. <laughs> and so really, it like nothing's wrong in relation to what you choose, but we tend to be guided or think we should be doing something that may not actually serve us. And so really my role is to empower anyone that works with me or listens to me or whatever it is to be able to make great empowered decisions for themselves so that their business is the vehicle effectively so that they can get to the outcome that they're after. God, I love that. So the business is the vehicle, not the jail cell. Yes. <laughs> Not the confinement, the shackle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've I've always said that running your own business is the best personal development game on oh, the planet yeah. you can do. Um, and you know, I, I have to remind myself that when I'm in a moment of, <laughs> oh yes, this is a personal development moment, <laughs> which we um, all have but <laughs> daily. Though I really appreciate your um, that insight around it's not about the shooting, it's around finding what works for you. Mm -hmm. And as I know, as one of your clients, that space that you hold to go, well, what feels right for you? Like mm -hmm. that's, that's where the gold is. So with all of that said then, four hats, one of them a silent hat, um, how do you introduce yourself? And before I... Before you answer that, the context for that question is I talk a lot about the earn the right statement or the mm -hmm. framework, which helps people overcome their imposter syndrome, but also um, it gives you that instant authority and credibility. But one of the things that really gets in the way for people is they go, but how do I capture everything I do into just one little statement? So how do you do that, given all of the different hats that you wear? 
where you feel that you're authentic and you're congruent, you're not robbing yourself of any opportunities that might come from the different hats, but also doesn't overwhelm your poor listener and go, whoa. <laughs> well, I've definitely been there where it's like, well, where do I start? Just hold on and I'll tell you all about it, which was very overwhelming and I don't do that anymore. So I just want to say that first because it's always when you're on the end of someone that's kind of got somewhere and mm. feels okay with what they're doing, they've definitely been in that position before and not that long ago if I'm going to completely admit that. Anyway, <laughs> to answer your question though, Kat, um, the biggest thing is the thread. Identifying the thread amongst everything that I'm doing has been really helpful. And so, mm -hmm. as I've said, really my mission is to help people to have a business that serves them and them not serving it. What I then use to explain that will depend on what circumstance I'm in. So if I'm going to be talking about profit first, then I will, you know, I do that by training accountants, bookkeepers and coaches in this methodology so they can help small business. Do you know what I mean? So there's that context that's given to it, but it doesn't change. Or, you know, I'm the non-boring accountant that can help you do things that, that you need to do in your business. <laughs> Whatever, you get the idea. <laughs> yeah, totally. So there's a, in, in my world, when I'm teaching people how to use that the earn the right methodology it's around understanding who you are at your core and then bringing mm -hmm. in different brag bag stories or different examples to explain and to contextualize it makes perfect sense so let's pick up more on this whole business that works for you mm -hmm. I, I mean i know i'm about to open up another great big can of worms but Let's dig a little bit deeper into why that isn't that's so important to you. I heard you say before that it's because, you know, there's so many shoulds. But what is the potential that sits there when somebody really, really builds a business that works for them? What's the potential? I think it comes more to there's a perception that business has to be big or it has to be, you know, that empire. In fact, I had a conversation with someone earlier today where what the first thing they said to me was, don't try and talk me into um, being this big business. I don't want to build an empire. I just want eight clients and I'm happy the way that I am. And that was super interesting because I hadn't said anything at that point, but I won't go there and, and talk about that. But there is this perception and this assumption that to be successful in business, it has to look a certain way. And that's so not true. And in actual fact, what I love about a lot of my businesses is that it gives me my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is like, for example, you'd know this because you are in it as part of L'Oreal Kaslassi and Co. We have the instant access mentoring where it's Telegram and I can respond when, you know, things are hitting the fan at home or whatever. And it's not going to impact that. Whereas having a really intensive one-on-one -on -one session for me right now in the stage of life that I'm in is not actually going to be good for the client and it's not good for me. And so mm. really there's nothing wrong with saying this actually doesn't work right now. How else can I work that will serve my goals? Oh my goodness. How else can I work that will serve my goals? It's, it's such a, um, almost mind-blowing question isn't it because it's so it's so big particularly you know in in my case I've 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 always balanced both working for myself or mm -hmm. um working in corporate and the corporate is very well you show sure up to the is. office and you 
<laughs> and you and you look a certain way and you conduct yourself in a certain way and you have to either do things on the sly or you know I was always a misfit <laughs> in that context um but but that then leaks into our business owner mindset as well because we're still telling ourselves well this is what you know this is the mental uniform of a business owner as well I love that mental uniform of ooh, oh oh yeah. I love it yes <laughs> Sorry. You can have that. We can both use that. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> um, so what are some of the, like the how building blocks then of, for business owners or even for people who are currently employed but want to do it slightly differently? What are some of those building blocks of creating a lifestyle that you, that does work for you? What are the, I, get, I think what I'm asking is what are the points of the, I don't know what, what where are the tent lines where where are the pole where are the pegs that I need to put in the ground to go okay I've got that covered I've got that covered I've got that piece covered what are the ingredients for the recipe yes correct um so the biggest thing is we don't allow ourselves to dream we don't actually give ourselves the space to go what does my day or week or month or year look like where it actually brings me some joy or peace or calm or whatever the words are that are what you're seeking because that's effectively what drives you and what I mean by that is the amount of time people say I got into business for freedom so then what does freedom look like to you because freedom to me is traveling and not having to show up when I don't want to versus freedom for someone else is actually being able to pay for certain things because it's a different yeah. type of freedom and so but getting really clear about words that you might say often around why you went into business or are considering going into business and defining them. It's the vagaries that really send us down the rabbit holes that are not necessarily going to help us. So that's the first thing that I would say. Mm. The second thing is then looking at your own capacity. And we overlook this a lot. We want, let's say, the million-dollar business, but our capacity is really two to three hours a week to start with, especially if it's a side thing that you're starting with. Mm. I'm not saying it's not possible, but how you do things in those two to three hours are going to look very different to someone that has 20. Yeah, so. well, and, and your business model, if, the, if, if that's your goal but that's your capacity, then your business model has to be fundamentally different, doesn't it? Totally. And that's the thing is that we put business model before we put our capacity. Like we make a decision where it's like, well, my business is going to look like this but you haven't actually put yourself at the center. And so I really like to, generally I get my pen and paper out and I put a circle in the center of the paper and it's like, well, what does this mean? And then what are the things that need to connect to it to create an ecosystem? Do you know mm, what I mean? So I do. Oh, there's lots to think about, but it's not as hard as what it can feel like. Do you know what I mean? Because if you kind of go, well, what if I don't know? That's okay too exploring what feels good meaning do I want to work 20 hours a week doing this particular thing with this business model how do I feel pretty crap then you know maybe that's not the decision do you know what I mean yeah I do when people say to me now oh but I just need to do this for another few years I'll just push through I'm like oh another few years is a long time to push yeah. through burnout um, yeah totally for sure and resentment. Oh, and huge resentment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm glad I'm not doing that anymore. Absolutely. Um, 
or at least I can pick it up fast enough and go, oh, no, that's not mine. That's somebody else's. I love that. Yeah, it's the really finding what makes sense to you and how you feel. And then I find once you've got those two sort of steps understood and you can then work out a business model around that, you can then look at, well, cash, what do you need? Because, again, what we tend to do is go, I want a business, I'm going to do this, and it will all just work out. When in actual fact, if your third or fourth step is going, okay, how much money do I actually need personally? What is it going to look like? And reverse engineering that to a revenue goal, you're going to be way more motivated because it's meaningful from the beginning. Mm, yeah. And it rarely just works out just because you said it was going to. No. You, you, you actually <laughs> need to consciously create it. For sure. Look, there's definitely opportunities that can come your way. And I'm a very big believer in, you know, not getting too hung up in your own stories around things because the universe can provide, I guess, opportunities that you never would have considered. But if you're not clear on what's a yes and what's a no for you, then you're not going to end up at that end result that you want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I want to talk about New Year's goal setting. But before mm-hmm. I do, I want to pull out a possibly what some listeners are hearing as an interesting, I'm going to call it a dichotomy, even though it's not. You're obviously, you've mentioned the word universe. Mm -hmm. You've mentioned asking for what you want and then creating it. But you've also told us that you're an accountant. Um, (laughs) I know. Now, I know you well enough to know how this works, but that would, for the majority of people that you talk to for the first time, that would feel discordant that would feel weird how do you stabilize that and this is I guess this is linking back to that question before around how do you introduce yourself how do you how do you overcome that apparent conflict where you don't fit in a traditional box that's a great question and I would love to ponder it but what's come to mind (laughs) is this (laughs) do you know what I mean because I could really go into all sorts of stuff there And what I find is in the first conversation after the intro, so not the elevator pitch or whatever, or the connection statement or whatever you want to call it, it's that next conversation that you have. I love a good frame up and it's a skill that I think everyone can learn if they're not already using it. And that is really explaining what is the elephant in the room and how things are going to go. And so I generally would say, you know, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me. I just want to ensure that we're on the same page. And so you're probably wondering what the heck right now when it comes to what I've said and then there's accountant and your own experience. And so I would love to understand what you're currently thinking. And so that opens up the conversation to really, we make assumptions, other people make assumptions, and I don't want to have a conversation based on assumptions. And so framing it up and asking that and then asking the person, what's going on for them allows you to be fully you. You can be like, Hmm. great. Well, in response to that, this is who I am and why and my experience and so on and so forth. I freaking love that. And just to work out loud, explain Hmm. to us what you mean by a good frame up, like just like from a model perspective, what do you mean by that? Sure. So it is a skill that, most people don't realize is a skill that you need to learn because we go into conversations and we just see how they go, which I could ask you, Kat, exactly what you think about that because I'm sure you see it all the time, right? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. 
Yes, that's why this podcast exists. (laughs) Exactly. And I knew that as you're saying that, I'm like, oh, yeah, Kat's totally (laughs) seen this all the time. (laughs) Yep. And you can probably actually explain it better than me. But my interpretation of it. That's why I'm curious. (laughs) My interpretation of it is we often just let things go and it's that string that kind of, that's where rambles happen and that's where you overwhelm with too much information or you've made an assumption and you go off on the wrong course. And I think it's one of the first skills that I learned to make sure I didn't do that. And so it really is setting up the person that you're having the conversation with all the people in the room with what they can expect, because as humans, we don't like not knowing what's to come. And so allowing for a frame up, whether it is, thanks so much for being here. This is who I am and how today is going to run. That's a really simple frame up. Or it could even be a difficult conversation that you're having with someone because I tend to have those quite a lot. (laughs) And it's, you know, I understand that this is quite an emotive situation. And so Mm. this is how I would like um, this this space to be safe for you and for me. You know, so that's a bit of a frame up. That makes perfect sense. I like that. The the little visual that I was just drawing um, for those who are watching the video is a common frame up that I use is big picture, little picture. So what I've drawn here on my post-it note is a big box first and then on the inside is a little box. And it's that notion of, first of all, here's the big picture and then here are the little pictures. And then you you always keep coming back up to the big picture and then come back to the little picture. Um, But, yes, I love that. I love that description of a frame yeah. up and it's, I and it's, one of, <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of this whole working out loud because mm. you saying it like that will have people go, oh yeah, I missed doing that the other day when I was talking to my staff member. It's no wonder that conversation went pear shaped because mm. I knew what was in my head, but they didn't. And so we just both collected all these pearls and strung them together and it's not what the other one was talking about. Yeah, Okay. That. So coming back to what I said we were going to talk about, which is goal setting for a new year. So, you know, we are at that point of the year where we're thinking about all the excitement and all of the, oh, my goodness, I don't want another lit year like last one. Yep. What are your, you know, you, you obviously take a very practical yet spiritual approach to business planning. What would be your, I don't know, your guidance or your big your big advice for people wanting to plan an epic, amazing, beautiful, peaceful, joyful year in business. Wouldn't we all like those years in business? Yes, please. That's what I'm having in 2024. Absolutely. And it is about intention as well. And But before we get to the intention setting, and I think that this is the thing that's missed, is we go straight into, all right, let's just not do this again. Here's the intention for next year, and I'm going to run with it, and here are my practical things. It does work, but there's often a missing piece because we're human beings and we have emotions and our body holds on to things and we don't realise it half the time. And so it really is you'll hear about a year in review or whatever people call it, which most of the time is practical, where it's like, well, Mm. what worked and what didn't, which is very important, but it's not the whole piece of the puzzle. It is also looking at, well, what actually felt good or if that felt bad, what was it about it that felt bad? Because it's not always the whole thing that's the problem, but maybe a way that you showed up or someone else did or didn't show up or whatever it is. And being able to really understand 
the point in which it started to feel bad or it didn't go to plan or you'd never want that to happen again and tapping back into how that felt will mean that you can acknowledge it, move through it and then set an intention without any sort of like hooks or residual feelings around that. I was not expecting you to say that and that is (laughs) gold. Like I've just opened up my entire all of the light bulbs are going off and I'm, I'm in particular thinking about my last launch where it was setting up like it was going to be the best launch ever and the results weren't. <laughs> the results weren't. We've all been and there. We've all yes. been there. And it took me quite a lot, and don't get me wrong, it, it's still been a fantastic launch and I've got a beautiful cohort, um, but I really went into that place of, well, that's it. I am never doing that launch format again. I'm, I like, I've got to burn it to the ground, mm-hmm. stuff this. I'm, I'm not willing to do it anymore. But as I was listening to you then unpack the emotional piece, the emotion is actually in a, in a very specific point. And I have gone back and looked at it and gone, oh, it was there. It was mm-hmm. that one piece of my launch that I was not on the ball. I was out of alignment. And so I won't do that part again. That's it. <laughs> but not the rest. Like the rest, yes. is, the rest is good. The rest works. Yes. Mm. And that's Ooh, where the word tweak awesome. comes in and people are like, yeah, I get it, but what does tweak mean? And so really being able to pinpoint that spot or that thought or because it can be a thought, not even an action that has derailed you. That's where you can tweak. Well, mine absolutely was. <laughs> mine absolutely was a thought. It was absolutely a thought. Um, For those listening, the thought was, it can't be this easy. So guess what? It wasn't, dear listener, it wasn't that easy. You got everything (laughs) you asked for, Kat. (laughs) Everything perfectly. Thank you. Oh, that's gold. (laughs) Oh, geez. I'm ready to just go off and plan my entire year now. That's amazing. Thank you. That was beautiful. You're welcome. Thanks for asking. you're welcome that's one of the things I'm good at I'm very good at asking good questions and who knows what comes out who knows so as we wrap up this conversation um this is a speaking with confidence podcast and we've I mean we've spoken a lot about you how you speak for impact in many different ways but what I would love to know now would be what's your top speaking tip for business owners and community leaders who are listening to this going okay this is all good and well but I still suck at speaking or I'm still really nervous or I still ramble. What would your top speaking tip be for our listeners? I'm going to be naughty and go on like a side note for a second, if that's okay. <laughs> oh, it's not, of course it is. It's, and go, it's, a good, it's going to be a good kind of naughty. I can, I sa- I can so. sense that already. A good frame up will help when it comes to speaking. That. And, and I, in fact, it happened today. Um, I held an open office call with um, the Profit First Professionals and one of our guides, Aisha, actually said this and I'm like, yes. The, one of the, the PFPs were really nervous about this talk that they're doing in front of 50 people that they thought was going to be a really small group that has grown substantially. And she knows her stuff. She, I'm sure, will nail it but her own nerves were getting in the way. And Aisha said this, and it was all around the frame up, which is there's nothing wrong with saying I have X number of years of experience and that's where my zone is. So I might be a little nervous today as you're starting out. Do you know what I mean? So that you're giving yourself permission 
to be you because we're often going, ah, there's fear in the back. I've got to be this. I've got to be that. So that would be my tip today. <laughs> I love that. And what, what I'm going to build on that because obviously there's a theme today. Mm-hmm. I had a coaching conversation with a one-on-one client today and uh, the biggest feedback that I was giving her was you you keep stepping into this highfalutin um, corporate persona when you're speaking. I said, just come back and just come back and be you. Mm-hmm. Just come back and be you. And when she did that, everything lightened up. She felt better. There was a better flow. And she's like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. <sighs> that feels better. So it's the same thing, right? Just yeah. be authentic. Be Absolutely. authentic and own it. Awesome. Well, I could honestly talk to you for hours, but I'm <laughs> not sure that our that. listeners would enjoy that. Maybe, Maybe not. they would. Who knows? That could be that could be a different series, couldn't it? Just listen to Kat Put in a comment if you'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> that could yeah, that would be the mm, that's not the Speaking with Confidence podcast. That's the listen to Cat have random conversations with fabulous people podcast. I'd be up for that. I'll listen. I'll be your first subscriber. <laughs> Okay, you're on. In the meantime, let's wrap this conversation up. Laura, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I really appreciate it. So happy to be here and thank you. Thank you. What a conversation. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, There is so much juice in that conversation that I hope you have taken away, that I hope you've stored I think in recap, what I really want to draw out is that power in choosing, that power in choosing and designing a business, a life that you want and not shooting on yourself and using that framework that Laura talked about, about saying, well, what is the life that I want, not just the future, but how do I want to spend my current days? What does the ideal day look like? What does the ideal week look like and then what's my capacity and then with those two I guess with that goal and then with that main constraint you can then design something that works for you I also want to reiterate that moment around it's okay to wear many hats because there will be a through line there will be a red thread whenever I'm talking to people and coaching them through their earn the rights they're saying but I do so many things I'm like but yet there will be a something there will be a something and it doesn't need to be a sound bite. It doesn't need to be a perfect elevator pitch, but there will be a theme that brings you to all of the things that you do. So I would love to hear what your intention and your goals are for 2024. So please head over to the Speaking with Confidence Facebook group and let me know. Just start a post and say, hey, just been listening to the episode with Laura this is what I'm planning for 2024. I would love, love, love to hear about it and to support you. And if you aren't already on my mailing list, if you don't already receive my weekly speaker's notes, then head over to impactfulpresenters.com and sign up for my newsletter. You will get a copy of my How to Stop Rambling ebook at the same time, and then you'll get a little weekly missive from me that always contains a speaking tip, what I'm thinking about, what I'm musing about, as well as whatever else is going on in my little universe. So thank you for tuning in. I hope you have found that juicy. And in the meantime, here's to confidence and here's to impact. I'll see you soon.